Welcome to Ben Davis Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. This is the review show on the podcast feed where I review the new movies I've seen to let you guys know if it's a must-see, a go-see-it, just to rent it, or just an all-out skip it. Uh, This week's show is dropping a little later than usual. I've had quite the busy week, but better late than never, right? Anyway... The movies we're going to be reviewing this week are Edgar Wright's new film, Last Night in Soho, and the spinoff slash prequel to Army of the Dead, Army of Thieves. So with that down and out of the way, let's get started with Last Night in Soho. As I said, this is the latest film from fan and critical darling Edgar Wright, and this centers around an aspiring fashion designer who is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. However, the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. So I was intrigued by the trailers of this movie. Uh, The premise seemed very interesting. The production design seemed absolutely gorgeous. And the two leads are both actors whom I'm a really big fan of with Anya Taylor-Joy, who absolutely crushes every role she's ever done. Huge fan of Queen's Gambit. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. And Thomas and McKenzie, whom I've only seen do two movies or in two movies, uh, Jojo Rabbit and Old. And she has been nothing but incredible on screen in those films that she's done. But the main reason I was excited to see The Last Night in Soho was because of the director, Edgar Wright. He has such a quick wit in his writing. It is such such a frenetic and energetic uh, direction style, and he never fails to amaze me with his use of music and visuals in his films. He's truly one of a, a truly a, a one of a kind artist, and he delivers classics like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, which is my favorite of his, and The World's End, and of course Baby Driver. No, I am not a fan of Scott Pilgrim. Please put your pitchforks away. Don't hate me. His movies just have such a a beat and pace to them that it flows almost like music it's truly something to sit and watch with his movies they just they're so energetic if you notice most of the movies i've I've mentioned are all male driven films diving into satire comedy and action with last night in soho he is stretching his creative wings to focus not only on straight horror genre which he kind of dabbled in with uh, with of course shawn of the dead but also, he has two female leads at the center. This is something he's not really known for and hasn't done yet. He's also teaming up with uh, Christy Wilson Karens, who wrote the script for 1917 and was recently nominated for her work on that film. With that kind of a premise and the talent behind this movie, one would think this movie would be impossible not to love, right? Well, unfortunately for me, I found Last Night in Soho to be one of the most frustrating movies I've seen all year. On one hand, you have all the great stuff that Edgar Wright brings. You know, you have the great soundtrack, amazing camera work, creative visuals. But on the other hand, you get a movie that becomes muddy and messier the more it goes along. 
But before I get to why I find this movie so frustrating, let's get started with the positives. I mentioned the gorgeous set design, but me saying that doesn't do it justice. They really bring 1960s England to life in an absolutely breathtaking way. The cinematography by Chung Hoon Chung, whose previous work includes the original Old Boy, which has that iconic one-take hallway shot of him fighting with a hammer, and recently uh, 2017 It. His work in this is spectacular. Seriously, almost every shot in this film could be a painting. It has me so excited to see what he's going to do with Kenobi because he is, of course, doing the cinematography for that. And I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see what he does with that and messes in the Star Wars world. The music choices are fantastic with songs like Eloise, A World Without Love, There's Always Something There to Remind Me, the original version, and of course, a acapella version of Downtown by uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, which is just terrific. She has an incredible voice. Speaking of uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's outstanding in this film as Sandy. She really captures the spirit of someone who has all the ambition and drive in the world to make her dreams a reality, but unfortunately, like so many women before and after her get taken advantage of. It's really a heartbreaking and horrific performance. Thomas and Mackenzie is also really good as Eloise, this person who is very sheltered and incredibly empathetic towards others who has the ability to see the dead, and that's not really a spoiler for the movie. The emotional rollercoaster she goes on throughout the film is really the hook of it, even if there's not much depth or as much depth as I was I would want. But the thing I love the most about this film is the themes it explores with the dangers of nostalgia and constantly looking back and how that can affect your everyday life. Also loved how it explored the unfortunate reality of what happened and continues to happen to so many women who get taken advantage of in this film. And to me, that's the real horror of the movie is that because that's a reality. That's what brings me to what I dislike about this film. While it offers, you know, tons of great subject matter to explore and the themes to connect with, once it gets to into the, the second act of the film, it starts to slow down and gets dragged down by the horror bits that become insanely repetitive to the point to where I was audibly groaning during the, the scary bits that just felt distracting and not at all satisfying. And then once we get the final twist in this movie, I felt it undercut the message of the film entirely and felt like a completely different movie. But my biggest pet peeve was was with the logic of the characters within the movie once the scares start to happen and the lack of any character depth. There are so many characters in this movie, like the girl uh, antagonist, that we don't know why she acts the way she does. Or the nice guy that's befriending Eloise. We don't know anything about him other than he's just insanely nice. Almost to a fault where I'm questioning why he's being so nice to this person who's seemingly acting the way she's acting. Uh, While the themes are powerful, the writing doesn't do them any justice by only giving a shallow look at these characters who seem to only exist to drive the plot forward and not to be explored. That's what's so frustrating. Last Night in Soho seems to have no interest in the characters it's presenting and exploring them. So while I do think this movie has a lot to love, it's, it's an incredibly frustrating movie, 
I, I found the first act to be really good, but once it leaned into the horror elements, it became very repetitive, and by the end, I felt this movie was a bit muddy and messy. This gets a rent from me, not by any stretch of poorly made film, just poorly executed. And next up, we have Army of Thieves. This is the spinoff slash prequel of Army of the Dead, a movie that came out earlier this year. And it was also a movie I felt like that was made specifically for me and my imagination, as it was a deconstruction of the zombie genre. And this time we are following my favorite character from that movie, Dieter. And we are following him as a mysterious woman recruits him to assist in a heist of impossible to crack safes across Europe. So, like I said, huge fan of Army of the Dead. I found it to be this crazy sort of balls-to-the-wall kind of movie that was both a deconstruction of the zombie genre while also being a loving homage while also creating its own universe that includes smart alpha zombies, time loop theories, aliens, and possibly even robot zombies. If you pay attention to some of the uh, headshots in that movie, lots of stuff going on in this world, let me tell you. I knew a sequel would for sure follow, but I, I never, never thought that it would be in the form of a prequel that would focus on my favorite character from that movie, that didn't involve any zombies, but would focus on bank robbing and pulling off heists. Not only that, but it's directed by uh, Matthias Schweighoffer, who plays Dieter uh, in the movie, with this being his fifth film that he's directed. I've never seen any of his previous films he directed, but I trust Zack Snyder and his judgment when it comes to who he lets play with this Snyderverse as his franchise along with the upcoming rebel moon and those things being his babies going forward i'm happy to report that i had so much fun with this movie does it reinvent the heist genre no but much like army of the dead this movie is very much a deconstruction of that world and by extension of that one has to wonder if snyder is creating a world in which he will be deconstructing many genres all set within this same universe if that's the case i'm all on board for this postmodern franchise what works so well about this movie is the fact that it plays with mythology and explores all sorts of German folklore with all the safes that Dietscher must crack as well as making those myths and legends part of the story at hand too. It has this frenetic pace that's exhilarating and so much fun. Not for one second was I ever bored while I was watching Army of Thieves. But what surprised me the most was how much heart this film had. The main focus of Army of Thieves is, is really on this relationship between Dieter and Gwendolyn, played by Nathalie Emanuel, and how that progresses throughout this film is very nice and adds you know something to really gravitate towards as the emotional core of the story. It's their performances as these characters and their chemistry that got me really emotionally invested in this story, more particularly their story like all heist films we are introduced to a crew and this one is it's quite a lot of fun even if i didn't enjoy all the members of said crew they all serve their part of the story and i loved how this film played with the stereotypes of the heist crews we all see in these types of movies and to me it, that worked to great effect 
I thought the action scenes were great too. In particular, the safe cracking portions. It felt like I was watching levels in a video game that just kept upping the ante and making each safe feel like its own unique puzzle that showcased our main character's strengths. But again, I think the coolest thing was how these safes incorporated legend and myths. Snyder always has a knack for doing stuff like that in his films, and it, it, it worked really well in this, and I loved it. Having said all those positive things, there are certainly some negative aspects to this movie as well. Much like Army of the Dead, this you know follows genre tropes pretty hard. It's not a huge knock on it, but it should be noted. It also features stereo- the stereotypical cop character who is chasing our protagonist as they're pulling off these set heists, and his story isn't really fleshed out all that well, and... His character doesn't really appeal to me much either. He's just kind of there, and it's hard to root for him because he's so self-serious. It feels like he's in a completely different movie. But in the end, if you love heist movies, this one is for sure to entertain you as well as make you think about the the genre as a whole. It's funny, it has loads of heart, cool mythology woven in, and at the end of the day, it's about two people who felt alone all their lives and truly understand each other, and they're falling for one another. I really like this movie. This gets a go see it, or in this case, a watch it, because it's on uh, <laughs> it's on Netflix. But still, go see it. I look forward to more projects within this universe. But that is it for this week's show. My movie of the week is surprisingly Army of Thieves, So be sure to check that out on Netflix. We'll be back next week with more reviews or later on this week rather. But until then, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, rate us, and while you're at it, give me a follow over to Instagram and TikTok at Ben Davis Movie Podcast. Stay up to date with all the latest content I have for you guys. Anyways, until next time, stay classy.